You're listening to the Weekly Bible Lesson from the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent, Plainfield, New Jersey, the United States of America. This is the lesson for Sunday, January 8, 2023. Subject, Sacrament. The golden text is from John. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. The responsive reading, Philippians. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. I will read from the Bible. Micah. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord, and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression? the fruit of my body, for the sin of my soul. He hath showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Matthew And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice, and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out, and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles, and into any city of the Samaritans, Enter ye not, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely ye have received freely give. And when ye come into an house, salute it. And if the house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when ye depart out of that house or city, Shake off the dust of your feet. Now the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying unto him, Where wilt thou that we prepare for thee to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had appointed them, and they made ready the Passover. Now when the even was come, he sat down with the twelve. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it, 
and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. When the morning was come, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus to put him to death. And when they were come unto a place called Golgotha, that is to say, a place of a skull, they crucified him. Mark Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven devils. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Luke Then opened he their understanding, that they might understand the scriptures. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and were continually in the temple, praising and blessing God. Amen. I will now read correlative passages from the Christian Science Textbook. Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy To keep the commandments of our Master and follow His example is our proper debt to Him and the only worthy evidence of our gratitude for all that He has done. Outward worship is not of itself sufficient to express loyal and heartfelt gratitude, since he has said, If ye love me, keep my commandments. You will learn that in Christian science, 
the first duty is to obey God, to have one mind, and to love another as yourself. Who is it that demands our obedience? He who, in the language of Scripture, doeth according to his will in the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand, or say unto him, What doest thou? No form nor physical combination is adequate to represent infinite love. A finite and material sense of God leads to formalism and narrowness. It chills the spirit of Christianity. Jesus taught the way of life by demonstration, that we may understand how this divine principle heals the sick, casts out error, and triumphs over death. Jesus presented the ideal of God better than could any man whose origin was less spiritual. By his obedience to God, he demonstrated more spiritually than all others the principle of being. Hence the force of his admonition, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Jesus sent forth seventy students at one time, but only eleven left a desirable historic record. Tradition credits him with two or three hundred other disciples who have left no name. Many are called, but few are chosen. They fell away from grace because they never truly understood their master's instruction. There is but one way to heaven, harmony, and Christ in divine science shows us this way. It is to know no other reality, to have no other consciousness of life than good, God and his reflection and to rise superior to the so-called pain and pleasure of the senses. The finger posts of divine science show the way our master trod, and require of Christians the proof which he gave, instead of mere profession. We may hide spiritual ignorance from the world, but we can never succeed in the science and demonstration of spiritual good through ignorance or hypocrisy. First in the list of Christian duties, he taught his followers the healing power of truth and love. He attached no importance to dead ceremonies. It is the living Christ the practical truth, which makes Jesus the resurrection and the life to all who follow him indeed. Obeying his precious precepts, following his demonstration so far as we apprehend it, 
we drink of his cup, partake of his bread, are baptized with his purity, and at last we shall rest, sit down with him in a full understanding of the divine principle which triumphs over death. In ancient Rome, a soldier was required to swear allegiance to his general. The Latin word for this oath was sacramentum, and our English word sacrament is derived from it. Among the Jews, it was an ancient custom for the master of a feast to pass each guest a cup of wine. But the Eucharist does not commemorate a Roman soldier's oath, nor was the wine used on convivial occasions and in Jewish rites the cup of our Lord. The cup shows forth his bitter experience, the cup which he prayed might pass from him, though he bowed in holy submission to the divine decree. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it. The true sense is spiritually lost if the sacrament is confined to the use of bread and wine. The disciples had eaten, yet Jesus prayed and gave them bread. This would have been foolish in a literal sense, but in its spiritual signification, it was natural and beautiful. Jesus rose higher in demonstration because of the cup of bitterness he drank. Human law had condemned him, but he was demonstrating divine science. Out of reach of the barbarity of his enemies, he was acting under spiritual law in defiance of matter and mortality and that spiritual law sustained him. The divine must overcome the human at every point. The science Jesus taught and lived must triumph over all material beliefs about life, substance, and intelligence, and the multitudinous errors growing from such beliefs. Love must triumph over hate. Truth and life must seal the victory over error and death before the thorns can be laid aside for a crown. The benediction follow. Well done, good and faithful servant. And the supremacy of spirit be demonstrated. Our baptism is a purification from all error. Our Eucharist 
is spiritual communion with the one God. Our bread, which cometh down from heaven, is truth. Our cup is the cross. Our wine, the inspiration of love, the draft our master drank and commended to his followers. To ascertain our progress, we must learn where our affections are placed and whom we acknowledge and obey as God. If divine love is becoming nearer, dearer, and more real to us, matter is then submitting to spirit. The objects we pursue and the spirit we manifest reveal our standpoint and show what we are winning. It is possible, yea, it is the duty and privilege of every child, man, and woman to follow in some degree the example of the Master by the demonstration of truth and life, of health and holiness. Christians claim to be his followers, but do they follow him in the way that he commanded? Hear these imperative commands. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. Heal the sick. I will now read the three daily duties as given by Mary Baker Eddy in the Church Manual. Daily Prayer It shall be the duty of every member of this church to pray each day, Thy kingdom come. Let the reign of divine truth, life, and love be established in me, and rule out of me all sin. And may thy word enrich the affections of all mankind and govern them. A rule for motives and acts. Neither animosity nor mere personal attachment should impel the motives or acts of the members of the Mother Church. In science, divine love alone governs man, and a Christian scientist reflects the sweet amenities of love in rebuking sin, in true brotherliness, charitableness, and forgiveness. The members of this church should daily watch and pray to be delivered from all evil, from prophesying, judging, condemning, counseling, influencing, or being influenced erroneously. Alertness to Duty It shall be the duty of every member of this church to defend himself daily against aggressive mental suggestion and not be made to forget nor to neglect his duty to God 
to his leader, and to mankind. By his works he shall be judged, and justified or condemned. And from Science and Health, Christian scientists, be a law to yourselves that mental malpractice cannot harm you, either when asleep or when awake. This lesson is provided by the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. It is comprised of citations from the King James Bible and from the Christian Science Textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, 1910 edition, by Mary Baker Eddy. For more information, please visit our website, plainfieldcs.com. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.